Zencaster is giving me the blues with the audio intros this morning. But if if you're listening to this, I may just keep it because it sounded actually kind of cool. But hello, world. As you can tell from the title, we are back again doing something special. This is part two of our special crossover series with the Not Your Father's Movies podcast covering Richard Linklater's Before series. I'm your host, sir, and I love talking about movies. This is the place where I come to get my fix. Uh, you can follow the pod on whatever streaming service you are listening to, as well as YouTube, and you can follow me on Twitter at my movie fix pod. Today's episode, of course, is before sunset. My guest to help me get my fix is none other than Mr. Bright High, Mr. Ah, I messed it up. Bright side himself, Vito. How you doing? That was gorgeous. Side joke you at home don't appreciate, and I messed up. So, great, (laughs) Mr. Brightside Vito. Hello, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. I'm 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 happy to be here representing the Dad Fathers, talking about these three devastating, gorgeous romantic movies, and uh, excited to talk about. You know, are they dad movies? We show them to our kids and also get our fix talking about them because uh, I don't know. I don't know how well known they are. I don't know how well loved they are, but I know I've known them for, for a while and they've been a big part of my life and I've always wanted a, a chance to discuss them. So I'm really happy to be here on, on our show. <laughs> Indeed. Special double, ep- double, double crossover, quasi whatever episode. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, um, Jesse said the same thing last week. So like, I don't, I didn't know when I would get the opportunity to talk about this because I don't know if this is necessarily a dad movie, but I'm glad to have it. So I'm sure yeah. you listened to last week's episode. Glad you're back with us again. Um, and since we're doing a special crossover episode, again, our topics will cross over. We are going to start with our recommendations, but, um, Again, since we're doing something special, we're going to recommend our romantic movies, say a rom-com, heartstring, puller, chick flick, whatever you may, you know, whatever your topic, we're going to recommend one of those type movies this week. Then we're going to go into our review portion, uh, but we're going to start with our overall thoughts on our nostalgia for this movie, how, how we remember it, how we think of it. Then we are going to discuss whether this is a movie we're going to show our kids we're going into the full review with, of course, a, a separate spoiler section, followed by the big question, is this a dad movie? Dang. Of course, wrapping up, as we always do with our parting gift, our send-off, something we recommend to you. But let's get the show started. Can I ask um, you one question before we get ahead? Certainly. Were you there in Vienna in December? <laughs> I just have to know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you watched the movie because, yeah, yeah, yeah. listeners, listeners. Yeah, okay. I'm just setting the stage. I'm just letting, I'm drawing the curtain aside a little. Indeed. All right. So let's get into it. Before we get to the actual movies, let's recommend something. Let's, you know, um, that's why I wanted to make this a little little special, you know, because I'm I'm a big uh, hopeless romantic at heart or, well, we'll get into that later, but. So I, I'm a big romance movie fan, so I figured we could, you know, instead of just sharing what we saw this week or just some random stuff, let's share some movie of that ilk that we recommend the people check out while we're talking about these other three, you know, romantic movies. What you got for us today, Vito? I actually have one that was really important uh, to me and my wife when we were started dating, um, seeing each other at school. And I, I came across the movie and my wife came across the book. And when we sort of joined together, I don't really remember who saw the movie first, who read the book, 
but I know that she adored the story as much as I did. And it was one of the first times that we really encountered a piece of art that we both loved separately. And then we're like, Oh, Hey, you love that too. That's cool. Um, it's this movie from 2010 called never let me go. Interesting. Uh, I, it's based on the Katsuo Ishiguro novel that uh, my wife's a pretty big fan of his work. He also previously wrote remains of the day. Um, and the screenplay is done by Alex Garland who you know, wrote like 28 days later, which we covered on the pod a little bit ago. And he's done stuff like ex machina and annihilation. And this is a weird one for him. Uh, it's a weird one for everyone involved, <laughs> but uh, it stars Carrie Mulligan, Kira Knightley and Andrew Garfield. Um, and there's, there's some pretty spoilery stuff. If you look into this movie, it's best approached your typical way, sir, a hundred percent unsullied. But, well, I'm, I'm Googling it as we speak, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> be careful. I'll limit myself to pictures. Um, the best way I can seek to describe this movie is uh, three gifted yet troubled and endangered individuals are stuck in a love triangle that takes place across their childhood and young adult lives as they grapple with a world where they are terrified of their purpose. That sounds, um, that sounds like a Wikipedia reading. Is that something you made up yourself? I, I went as trying to be as vague as possible. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's a drama. It's a romance. It's there's a little bit of sci-fi in here. Um, it's very sad. It's very beautiful. It's very human. And it's, it, it, when I think of my wife, I think of this movie a lot and I think about the performances and the emotions inside of it. Um, and I think about the early days of us dating and, and I think it's a beautiful, very romantic, um, very good story that's told with a lot of feeling. So check it out. If you haven't seen it, never let me go. Interesting. Yeah. I'm, I don't know how this will miss me by. I'm a, you know, Kira Knightley. That's my that's my secret, you know, hall pass. That's my that's my love. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So she just I don't know. She's normally nothing about that type. Just does it for me. But Kira Knight, that's that. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> as, as as I think as I sh- might have shared on the promising young woman episode, that's that's Carrie Mulligan for me. That's um, Carrie Mulligan for me and my wife. We're just like Carrie's in it. All right, we're, we're done. We're we're going for it. We got to see it. I can't see. resist when Carrie is on screen. Yeah, seeking a friend for the end of the world is like one of my like that's in that's in my category of great and it's i don't know it's like a quirky type love type yeah. story or whatever but it's like it's just having her in it's like you know it just has that little stuff that's like that's that's it it's in my top 10 it's in my top 10 so that's a beautiful movie that's a really good movie. yeah and i can i love pm dumb because of it. i don't know uh, okay anyway so my movie <laughs> um so this one i've got you know i've got a i've got a top three um I don't know if serendipity, I talked about that last week. I don't know if that's necessarily in my top three. It's in my top 10. It's like, it's one I love, but the two I'm choosing for this week and next week are my absolute, you know, top two of two. Um, this one here is a, for the longest time, if someone asked me if, what my favorite movie was, I told them this, and it's just, it's got history with me. Um, it's like, it's, it's one of those like, special movies for me it is a walk to remember um the story is about a i can say i mean you're it's pretty early in the movie you find out but the story is about a you know a bad boy you know a, a troublemaking teen youth who um does some bad boy stuff and gets sentenced to like community service type no not commit well he, he goes to a community service type center and meets a well is one of his classmates works there as well she's the uh, preacher's daughter played by mandy moore um and you know they um they end up you know doing what these type of movies do um (laughs) 
<laughs> that came out entirely wrong. Um, I'm just, you know, it's a romance they fall story. They hopelessly yeah. in love. Yes, but there's, you know, an added twist in the movie that I don't even necessarily. It's not. It's, I don't. I, I don't even know if I can call it a spoiler because it's, you find out about halfway through, and it's not necessarily fully about that, but. I'm gonna leave it out anyway, just you know, because I'm I'm spoilerific. I mean, I'm, I'm anti-spoiler, so um, I want you to go into it without knowing it. But it's it's, I mean, it's it was devastating. Um, it, it rocked me, and it the songs were beautiful. Um, yeah. The uh, so th- that's in my top two. Um, uh, it's only hope at the end of this one. It's the perfect song just to cap the movie you're watching and make you feel all the feels. So. Like I said, both both of those uh, only hope and cry. I know by heart. You know, I, I've seen the movie you know forty times, and wow. it's like I'm I'm a I'm a six five black man, almost three hundred pounds, and if you put only hope, I'm word for word. <laughs> wow, <laughs> nice. Know, no, cry is the one at the end. Sorry, not not, not only hope is the one with the, at the uh, there's like a recital scene. Um, only hope is that one cries at the end, and I, and I know both of those word for word. Just I've seen the movie so many times, and. I, I like, you know, Shane West hasn't been anything, anything else I like, but I mean, he, he's the guy for me because he was in this, you know, and Mandy That's, Moore, I'm always, always, I'm always going to remember her, remember her in this. So like, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Um, I tried to watch, um, what's the, what's the, what's the, the Mandy Moore show with the family. This is us. I, I couldn't oh, I could yeah. never watch it because I was upset. It's, it's the weirdest feeling. Like I'm, a, I'm upset at Mandy Moore because she's not the character from the story. You know, I <laughs> you should I, be blank. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. It's like it's, it's weird. It's like I, I just associate that role with her so much. It's like you're, you're not allowed to not be that because that person is real to me. You know. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. I, that's actually one of the first romantic movies I ever saw as a yeah. uh, when I was growing up. I think I was. 12 or 13. And my dad said, you know, you should watch this. He said, I know it's not your kind of movie. All right. But it's really beautiful. And I sat yeah. there and I was like, this will be stupid. This is a dumb yeah. romantic movie about people falling in love. And I cried. Yeah. <laughs> I was like 12 yeah, years old and I was crying. <laughs> it's it, beautiful. It's, it, it did it for me. Like I said, it left a huge impact. So gotta, gotta put that as my recommendation. So but yeah, let's let's hop into the movie. The reason we're here, um, getting started on the actual before sunset movie. This is this is gonna be a, a whopper for me as well. Like this for different reasons. I put this in in that category. Um, we'll we'll get into it later. But it's one of those movies that had a huge impact on me. So let's start off just by talking about nostalgia um, for this movie. Is that this movie? have a lasting impact on you, Vito? Did it, like, do you, what do you think about when you think about this movie? Like, what what is your nostalgic feelings towards this movie? I actually have a lot to say on this one in terms of nostalgia. I, I saw this, these three movies when I was in college, um, about, you know, 20, between 2011 and 2013. But I will restrict it to this one primarily because <laughs> this is the one that, this is the one that really touched me. And it didn't touch me this way when I first saw them. That would, that would be the third one because it's hard not to watch a third one and just <laughs> feel like your world ended a little bit. But this one is is so quiet and sweet. And I was, I think I was 18, 19 years old when I saw it. Definitely probably too young <laughs> to be hearing about the problems of, you know, people as they got older and were together for a while and had been in love for a long time. And it, it really took me a long time of, of watching these movies, getting older myself, getting married, having children to really put myself in in their place. And my nostalgia is looking back at myself, like 19 years old, sitting in his bed. Uh, it's like sophomore year of college. 
and I'm watching Before Sunset on my laptop and I just started it after Before Sunrise ended. <laughs> and, then it, and then it's over. And then I'm so sad that there's just these two movies that exist and I don't know what happens next. Uh, it was a lot. But ev- even more than that, that personal nostalgia, what was big for me was the character of Jesse is, um, he actually reminds me a lot of my, my biological father. Uh, the final choice, which occurs at the end of the movie, uh, we'll, I'd like to circle back to this point, is uh, something that, that made me cry with the parallels that I saw in my own life. Mm. And is still very deeply profound to me, uh, even now. Um, and so every time I watch it, just like how Jesse speaks in the very beginning of the movie about how he wants to write that book that takes place in the course of a single pop song as it carries him through his life. That's kind of yeah. how I feel when I watch these three movies, specifically this one is I feel like I'm remembering every other time that I watched it and how old I was and what I thought then. Um, it's like a, it's like a constant rewatch for me. Yeah. Uh, and that that's really my my nostalgia. This is this is a this is a five star, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time that I'm going to return to for the rest of my life. I think. Whew. Um, that is okay. So, <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, let me let me open this up by saying we when we were getting ready for this episode, um, you asked me if I wanted to push it back or if I was ready uh, to do it now. And I responded by saying, I'm having an existential crisis. I need to do this as soon as, soon as possible. <laughs> um, so I say that because I saw this movie exactly one time. And uh, I I don't know if I can overstate how much of an impact it left on me. I'm going wow. to, I'm going to get into it in, a, in, 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 I don't probably, I don't know the spoiler section. I'm going to get into it later, but, it left a huge impact on me. This was probably 2010, 11-ish. Because I, I remember knowing that before Midnight was coming and before I, I watched, I don't even, honestly, it's fuzzy to me because honestly, I'm not sure. Because the movies were already a thing when I watched them. I put it like that because I think people already liked the first two and were looking forward to the third one. And it was mm-hmm. kind of people felt strongly about it, which made me go watch them. And I remember a gap between watching this one and the third one. So I assume it's going to be somewhere in the 2010, 11, 12 ish range or something like that. So we that, saw right? it at like the same time period. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. So, you know, and. and you love to remind the, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, at that time in my life, I, um, I was very much stuck on one person. And it was a, um, it was the type of breakup again, get back together again type of thing. And so the ending of this movie just kind of, you know, it was, it was a brick, it was a brick and it really, I'll I'll get into it later, but yeah, it was, it was a thing. So my nostalgia for it, it, it it left a huge impression on me. I love these movies all together. I watched all three of them the once I never needed to watch again because of the story. It was beautiful and blah, 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 blah. Had to buy the box set. It was just very important to me to own this collection because I loved it so much, but I didn't want, I didn't, there wasn't a need to rewatch it because the stories and the feelings it made me feel were so imprinted on me. So for this was the first time I've rewatched it in a decade, you know? And so I had very strong feelings last week when we discussed the Before Sunrise because 
coming at it as a 33 year old, you just see things entirely differently. You just you you think you see things you didn't under, you may have not understood when you were younger. It's just you're you're a different person looking at different perspectives, you know, doing the world differently. So I think uh, my review is going to be so disjointed because this 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 is a movie that is a it's it's more of an emotion movie than it is a watching movie to me. So it's not going to be a normal just you know I thought this I thought this this is one of those personal type films for me. But um, so yeah, rewatching this at my age, I I felt differently. I, I remember tweeting. Never rewatch movies you love, or something to that extent. <laughs> watching this, it just I I very much did not like Jesse's character in this in a way I don't remember in the past. I remember the ending, and the ending still is the ending. And that last ten or so minutes is still like um, uh, uh, Lady Justice. If you got the scales, if you got those 10 minutes removed from this entire trilogy on, on one side and the 10 minutes on the other side, those bat those scales are equally balanced. Cause that, 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 the last 10 minutes in this movie is just, it's, it's, in, you know, it stands on, it's, it's incredible, but yeah. So, I mean, leading up to that ending in this movie, I just, it, I felt very much differently than I felt previously. And it kind of, it, it made me feel things I wasn't prepared to feel, and it made me question things about life. So just before we even get to the movie, we're speaking like on a big picture nostalgia level. Before I rewatched this movie, I would have said basically what you said, how, well, not, you know, specifically, but just how it meant a lot. And now kind of towards the second half of what you're saying, I feel like I'm going to have to, as a person, rewatch this again in five years, 10 years, because I see it so differently now than I saw it the first time I saw it, that I'm curious. I'm, I want to know what's going to change about me when I watch it again in five years, 10 years, because I felt just so differently rewatching this one than I felt the first time. And it's, it, you're cracking open a, uh, it's, it's, this is going to be a fun episode. So yeah, (laughs) moving on to, um, Will we show this to our kids? Um, I already answered this last week, so I'll go first on this one. Very much yes. And I'm kind of doubling down on that now because the way I felt back then, it it hit me like a ton of bricks. And rewatching it now, it hit me from the side like a ton of bricks just for (laughs) entirely different reasons. And so like, I feel like I want to put that into my kids at, you know, the right age. Like I think we talked about last week, um, Liz actually just, you know, helped my brain to decide on, they're got to be older. They got to be at least higher teens, maybe even out of of high school, old enough, you know, to watch this differently, but they got to be a little bit older, but I want to, you know, show this to them at that ish age so a they can feel what i felt when i watched all three and b so they can do what i'm doing watch it again years later and dissect that <laughs> so yeah that's that's my answer to showing it to my kids what about you Vito? i think that's that's the only right way to go about it if, if you're going to do do it in a way that is really going to land with your children really going to give them the punch that you got and i i would even go so far as to say like before before sunset uh, sorry, before sunrise, I feel has a really, it's really engaging when you're younger. 
like so many people that I talked to who saw it around the same time as I did all like everyone says before sunrise is their favorite. And I go, well, when's the last time you watch it? They're like, well, I watched them all when I was like 18. It's like, yeah. Okay. So you don't know, you don't know anything. You're like, yeah, I don't, I don't really like before sunset. I was like, yeah, you didn't really see it. Shut up. Go watch that again. Don't, don't just be like, oh yeah, I, I liked it when they were talking about all their, all their culture in Vienna. Like, no, go when they talked about their lives in Paris. That's before sunset. And, and, I, I'm going to do both. I'm going to do before sunrise and let my kids live with that reality for a little while. Let them be young and and cynical and like weirdly jaded, but also naive. And then come back in when you're just a little bit older and let's let's talk like adults. And then even further still, if they haven't watched independently of me, which they really might, but I'm going to have to wait at, at least until they're like 2021 20, before we do that before midnight. Because <laughs> oh, yes. um, I might have recovered at that point. <laughs> That's, I'm very curious to see how I feel about rewatching that one because I, I remember it one way. I'll talk about it next week, but I'm very curious as to how I feel about it rewatching that one, this one again. But yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear. Yeah. Okay. All right. That is, you know, just leading up into whatever this conversation is going to be. It's going to, we're going to be all over the place. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So let's, let's get into it. You know, you know why you're here. And I think I'm looking forward to having this conversation more than, whoever's listening to this right now is understanding (laughs) but yeah so um let's uh review the movie we came here to discuss my name's steven uh i'm a junior and my question's for will mcavoy as a news anchor you've almost religiously avoided stating a political allegiance oh oh, sorry that that was the trailer from the newsroom Uh (laughs) (laughs) my mistake you know Vito was telling me he wanted to review something very important. Uh, to I, I must, I must have got my wires crossed. You know that was <laughs> like you want. Like I wanted to hear about Will McAvoy talk about how America yeah. isn't the greatest place on earth, but it could be. Ooh, sorry, I, my, I didn't realize you had that memorized. My bad. Yeah, so, yeah I know it's your favorite. Sorry, um, um, my, my bad. I think uh, before sunrise. Oh, yeah, here's the trailer for Before Sunrise. All right, think of it like this. Um, uh, jump ahead 10, 20 years, and you're married. And only your marriage doesn't have that same energy that it used to have. You start to think about all those guys you've met in your life and what might have happened if you picked up with one of them. Let me give my back. Nine years ago, two strangers met by chance and spent a night in Vienna that ended before sunrise. They're about to meet for the first time since. Hi. Hello. <laughs> All right. That was the from the trailer for Before Sunset. And before we even get into it, let's talk about that for a bit. How do you... The movie that I have in my memory, and again, the movie that I just saw... That trailer doesn't feel like the right trailer. For that trailer movie. is awful. Yeah. The trailer is terrible. Yeah. It's um, uh, what's the uh, uh, the holiday? The movie with Cameron Diaz. Yes, she, she like produces trailers. It sounds like a made up trailer from that movie. Absolutely, you announcers talking like this in a world. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it sounds like all the trailers of that era, but it sounds yeah. nothing like the movie you. It's insanely it, dated. It yeah. seems it seems so hallmarky. It seems very kitsch. It, it just seems like like a dime store novel, you know? And you're like, they met long ago, and now they're back. And you're like, no, no, we don't need to do this. But then again, how else do you sell this movie? Like, how do you make a trailer for this movie? It's just yeah, people talking. Yeah, that's, yeah. 
I don't know how you should have did it, but I know you did it wrong. I put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Okay, so actually getting into this movie. Um, premise of this movie, basically, uh, yeah, it doesn't give anything away to, to say what it is. Um, the first movie is two people will meet on a train. They get off and talk all night. And then they go their separate ways and you wonder if they're going to meet again and, you know, cause they say they're going to meet up again in six months and you just, you're, you're left feeling like they felt just, you know, um, disconnected and what, what's going to happen. This movie picks up nine years later saying they didn't meet each other six months later. He wrote a book about basically that night and she, uh, at the very last stop in Paris where she lives, she comes to the book signing and they talk again for a matter of hours. And that's, you know, that's this movie. You know, I think both movies cover um, 12 or so, uh, eight or so hours, 12 hours, something like that. Just you This know, movie's in the, real time. It is? This, this movie's in real time. Before Sunrise is over course of a, like a long, it's 12 okay. hours. And this one takes place over an hour and 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, thinking about, of course, it's in real time. Just thinking about what happens. But yeah, so your first watch, how did you feel about this movie? What are your thoughts? And, you know, I guess we can kind of get into how you feel now about this movie. Sure. Um, the first time I saw it, I thought that it was, it was quite possibly the most romantic thing I'd, I'd ever seen. It was so uh, honest, but also it seemed like, it seemed like real love. It didn't seem like fake Hollywood love. It, the emotions weren't overplayed. There, there was no like, there was no ticking clock on something that was like, we'll be, we'll be apart forever. It was like, no, you know, I'll have to go back to the United States, but if we hit things off, maybe we can figure this stuff out. Um, there was no, like, she's going to die or like, he's going into the army to go to war. You know, there wasn't something super pressing that pushed everything into overdramatic territory. It was just actually two people um, well, genuinely talking and falling in love. There was and, a ticking clock technically on this. One. But it's not like it, it's the end of everything. He's not going to war and she's not going to go to the cancer ward. He's just going to go back to the States. They could see each other again now that they are yeah. not stupid kids and they can exchange information. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that to me, that was really new because when I was, when I first saw 18, 19 years old, I was not exposed to that kind of adult love, um, real love, you know, and that was really revelatory for me. And the school that I went to, uh, there's a lot of talking and everyone was always talking to each other. And, and the people who were dating would, you'd see them all taking walks around campus, all just, just talking. Um, mm. And this is very much in the spirit of that. And now uh, when I look back at this movie, I, I still love it. I think it's still a, a beautifully made movie that does make me feel some of the same things, but um, you know, I, well, we'd have to get into spoilers for it, but I, I like you feel differently about it. I still love the thing. Uh, but these are very real, well-drawn people who can be despicable and can do some bad things and can be very <laughs> selfish. And, uh, yeah, that really drove its way home to me on this watch as well. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I mirror that, um, the, in my memory, this was a, the lovest of love stories and, this was the best movie, and I think I conflated the last 10 minutes with the rest of the movie. You know, rewatching it, you kind of, there are things to pick apart, and there are flaws. And again, the spoiler section is going to be fun because I, I again, I, Jesse's character, in without giving anything away, the last 10 minutes 
are both the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and um, deplorable. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. Absolutely. You know? And it's, and honestly, I mean, I feel that and I don't, I, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I, I say that because I have to, but I also disagree with myself when I say it. So, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, because I'll get to that when we get to it. Um, I, I'd love, I'd love to talk to you about that point specifically because yeah. I have a very, very specific uh, kind of like memory that I associate with this movie. Actually, um, like I don't, I don't even know if we can get around it. How, 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 what's the quickest way that we can get into this discussion? Yeah, like I said, well, I'm, I'm going to try to do some high level, and I'm going to try to do some. You know, if you haven't seen this movie, I want you to get a feel for what's going on and understand it. But we, we're going to have to get to spoilers quick to really break this down because there's a lot to break down here. But, yeah, so, um, again, that's how I felt when I first saw it. Um, I, I just thought it was amazing and beautiful and the best love story put to film. And on rewatch, um, honestly, I think the first one was better written. I... I think that is a better love, capital L, love story. I feel like that's, I feel like the first movie is, for lack of a better phrase, perfect. And I think this one is flawed. And I, because of my age and because of how I feel, the, 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 you know, the feelings it's making me feel, I don't know if it's bad writing or great writing. And I, I respect the movie for making me confused about that. You know, if, this would have been the first time I watched it. If this movie was standalone, I would say it's not good writing. It's, you know, full of flaws and, you know, this character does this and blah, blah, blah. But because I've seen the other two movies, because I felt the way when I first saw it and I feel the way now, I think this is crafted, you know, but it's, just, it's intentional. It is, you know, he had 10 years to write it. So, you know, it's not something, you know, like today's movies where you just come up with another script in six months and you spend the next year and a half shooting it and you know six months after that you're editing and boom here you go there was plenty of time to work the script to be exactly what you wanted it to be and, and i think the um the flaws may be intentional but still just on, on a pure writing level i think the first one just is, is, is a bit better um i will i will have to throw a quick disagreement in there with you because when i rewatched because i rewatched the first one to watch this one i did not watch yeah. the third one yeah, um, neither I, I, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to keep it, you know, contained just my memories of the third one that I'm just completely disregarding. But the first one, when I, when I saw it originally with my wife, my wife was like five-star movie. And the first time I saw it, I was like five-star movie. And then the second time I watched it again with my wife, we we're both like, uh, it's a little less. And I think it's a little less because I find Jesse and Celine super annoying in the first one. <laughs> They're really irritating. And they're irritating in a very specific way because I've known so many people that were like them. And when I was watching it, I, I felt I was, I was annoyed that I was having to watch these people for a while. And I did fall back into the story at a certain point, but it really took a while. And I, when Jesse comes up to her at the train and this is like the third or fourth time I've seen it, but Jesse comes up to her on the train, tries to get this to get off. I was like, don't do it. He'll be insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that, that's why I'd say I, I just preferred the lack of, of uh, like Jesse's so much less cynical in this movie than he is in the first one. And that cynicism in the first one seems really put on. It doesn't seem, but it, it seems like he knows it's put on, you know, there's layers to this. Yeah. So, so I respect that it's there, but it, it wasn't enjoyable for me to experience. 
And I, I think we keep comparing this movie to the first and the third. And it's really difficult to talk about this one in a vacuum because of where it lies in the series and how much, you know, the events before directly influence this movie and there are clips from the first movie in this one. How do you feel about this movie as a standalone film? Do you think it works by itself or do you need the other two movies to appreciate what this movie is doing? I, uh, let me answer the second one first. I don't think that for either of the first two movies, you need the third movie. I love the third movie. I don't think you need it for the story. Um, I think it's a perfect, honestly, the first one, if you had just made that, I mean, that is a statement in itself, right? The ending of like, will they meet up again in six months? Will they not? I don't know. And then for this one, if, if it's just a short story that's told all by itself, I think it's applauded for its, uh, its bravery and <laughs> not giving us a backstory for these people. I think they fill in a good amount of backstory, but I don't think that it functions uh, completely by itself. I think it's like 80%. Because there's a large portion of this where they're arguing about whether or not, you know, a certain event occurred overnight mm. in Vienna that is very important to both their characters that goes on for about 10, 12 minutes. And if if you don't have that and you're watching it cold, I think you're going to be kind of out on it. So I'd, I'd say that I don't think it's completely successful as a standalone, but it would be fascinating if it were. Yeah. And Wait, did um, you share those thoughts? Well, so um, me, I um I, I don't think this works by itself. I'll put it like that. Okay, so uh, something Liz, um, Jesse's wife last week, well, sorry, Liz, she's her own independent person. I mean, to refer to her as Jesse's wife, but <laughs> something she said was the first movie is dangerous. And it, it, it's what made me decide that when I want to show, my, show this to my kids, I want them to be older. Because if you show that movie to a young, impressionable, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old girl, she's going to walk away thinking, oh, I got to find me a Jesse. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I got to find a guy. He's so he's so cool and he's got the leather jacket and he's in touch with his emotions, blah, blah, blah. But as a, a grown adult, you watch that movie and you see Jesse's, you know, get away from that kid. <laughs> you know, he's, he's literally reading a book yeah. called All I Need is Love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? that's, that's a flawed kid to be, you know, to, to be infatuated with, you know. And, and I think this movie on its own, basically, it, it gives the wrong um, answer to the first movie because those two do meet you know, after all that time and they, you know, they're together in this movie. I won't say how it ends, but well, I mean, they get together in some movies. There's, there's a third movie. So spoiler alert, <clears> they get together at the end of the movie. But so I think it, it's, it's telling the wrong lessons about that first movie, by this movie ending the way it does, especially as a grown adult watching this movie. And then I think the third movie, it's, it's, it's the missing piece that needs that, that needed to make this all be one complete story you don't you don't really appreciate the story of this couple of their life of the many complicated layers of what love is blah blah blah, without that third movie i think this movie on its own or this movie just combined with the first i feel like it, it it leaves the wrong lesson about the kind of decisions you should make and like i said we'll get to that in spoilers but i really don't I think you need that third movie to be the the salt or the spice or whatever that evens out that sweetness flavor, you know? So yeah, I, we'll I, get to I, that. I might, yeah, we can get into it. Uh, but I, I just, t- just right now, 
um, I have not heard the Jesse and Liz talking about before uh, sunrise. So that's all fun for me to hear. But uh, in talking about before midnight, I, I think that that might be true. I might, I, I might grant that, but it's just so radically different mm. from the first two movies. Um, not only in content, but it also just how it looks and where they're at. Cause the first one's Vienna. Second one's France. Third one's Greece. And those are way different cultures. And I think, I think at that point, it's almost cruel to do that to your audience. And it's almost cruel to, to put these characters into this situation and then even have the ending of it, not fully a thousand percent be a repudiation of the first two. Um, it's a fascinating work. I just, it's like, it's like a before sunrise is a cake and before sunsets a pie. And this is a steak, <laughs> you know? That's how, that's how I feel, but we should probably move on. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll disagree. But again, I would have disagreed with a take a take about before sunset before watching before sunset again. So I was like, man, I don't know what I'm talking about. Let me watch it next week. Too. <laughs> I, then I'll then I'll know. But yeah. Um, Same. I'll watch yeah, it like and, said, and listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, there, there's so much to say, and I feel like there's really this movie is just talking. It's and it's it's talking about stuff that happened in the first movie and it's adding to that first movie. So just trying to discuss this without spoilers, it's just talking in circles about stuff that you're not going to understand if you didn't watch the first movie and you've already seen, if you're listening to this. So let's just, we got to jump into spoilers. I mean, it just is what it is at the end of the day. If you haven't seen this and you've listened to this point, I apologize if we haven't been quite what are you I mean, doing? Though, yeah, seriously, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, go go watch this. You know, yeah, go watch come on. it. And then from from this point forward, we are into spoilers for before sunrise. I'm oh, sorry, before sunset. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. I just want to ask: Do I look any different? <laughs> I do. <laughs> A little skinnier, a little skinnier. <laughs> exactly. Um, she was a tw- she was a twig before, so it's like, oh my goodness, yeah. So. Wait, no, you're saying I was fat? No, you said you were with a fat French girl. <laughs> Gosh, I love her yeah. so. Um, okay, spoilers. Um, so I wanted I wanted to wrap up the the point that I began in talking about how I think Jesse's character is how he's an asshole now. Mm. Um, it doesn't take away from my enjoyment of this movie, but it's a it's an added layer that's colored in now that I know this. Uh, when I was a when I was a kid, my biological father actually abandoned uh, me and my mother, and my mother was single for for quite a while till she met a, a really good guy. She married him. Later, he legally adopted me, and now they're still happily married with all of my siblings, um, mm. all my I guess half siblings. But since I'm legally adopted, they're all just full on siblings. I my last name got changed, my birth certificate got changed. Um, And my biological father actually passed away uh, a number of years ago when I was uh, the same year I got married, actually. Um, The point of that story being is that my biological father was very much like Jesse. He was very winning. He was very smart, very romantic and optimistic. And he after he left me and my mother, he actually went to Paris and he stayed there for for a good long time, um, possibly to escape the child support that he needed to pay. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so this is a very like it's 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 hard for you to not watch this movie and kind of to hit you with a, a lead 
brick or whatever, because there's, there's a lot of overlap to your life. And so you're looking at not only the romantic layers and the conversation layers, but the, you know, this is my life type layers, you know, especially yeah. before midnight. But yeah. And he loved before sunset and before sunrise. He <laughs> loved them. And he liked to talk about how these had, he had a connection to these. Speaking of dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Here's uh, that danger. <laughs> and he wasn't, Sorry, he wasn't a writer. He was a, uh, he was a jazz musician. So, you know, equally unstable. Um, and it, it was just, it's so weird watching these movies and he'd, he'd send me pictures of, of the places that he'd gone to. And, and I recognized him. he'd been to Vienna, you know, he, he'd, he had an apartment in Paris through which he could see the Eiffel tower from there. Um, he learned how to speak French and all this. And it, the final moments where uh, Celine says, okay. you're going to miss you. What? We can't, we can't do that yet. We can't do that yet. Can't. I'm, well, we can't. Okay. I, okay. When he says, yes, I know. All I see now is my dad saying, I am cool with leaving my son with my wife so I can be with my fun new girlfriend. Yeah. That's all I can see now. And it, it just, in, in a way, it kills me because it means I can't enjoy this as much as I used to. Yeah. And in another way, it's like, it's, uh, it's another layer. And it's, it's nice to know that I'm still digging in and learning things about myself and about the things that I watch. And um, this movie was just a lot deeper. And I think that's why over the years when people have been like, oh, before sunset, that's not the good one. I think from a very personal standpoint, I was like, and you just shut right up. <laughs> you, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, See, I, the first time I watched this, I, I I took away those the the dangerous you know aspect of it. I I saw that last two words being I know, and that's the part that stuck with me. I'm not ready to get into the I know yet. Then, so if you for some reason are listening to this and haven't heard spoilers, again she says, um, you know, there they go back to her place. He's, you know, got 10 minutes to leave with the chauffeur or he's going to miss his plane. <clears throat> she goes, baby, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to miss your train or plane or whatever it is. And he goes, I know. And, you know, so he stays and, you know, the, when I first watched it, I, I thought that was so romantic and so beautiful. And rewatching this, I saw the breadcrumbs he dropped that led to that moment. And it just felt so much dirtier. You know, um, in my head, I remembered him being separated or divorced, you know, oh, yeah. that, that's how I remembered it being. But in here, no, he's still married. Like he's, he still has a wife and a child, you know, and when they started, you know, he, they got 45 minutes into their conversation till she brought it up. He never brought it up. And he goes, yeah, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. I love my son and blah, blah, blah. And just. The way he started talking about his wife and his unhappiness, I'm like, oh, you're you're dropping those breadcrumbs. You're trying to make it okay for her to cheat with you, even though you're still married. <laughs> you know, it's like she and then she started talking about how unhappy she is with her relationship. And then he goes on this big speech about how he, you know, he, he dreams about her and he wakes up and sees his wife. And somehow that's supposed to make you feel empathetic for him for being, you know, pining away about her. But no, you're literally laying next to your wife thinking about another woman. That's, you know, not great, buddy. You know, mm -hmm. and it's just, there's there's so many of those moments like that where throughout that last, you know, 
half hour leading up to that end, he's just dropping breadcrumb after breadcrumb, saying how unhappy he is, saying how he hasn't had sex in forever, and it's just a loveless marriage, and blah, blah, blah. But it's like... uh, Can I I use the line? I have the line that he actually says, and it's really funny. Um, Where is it? Uh, Well, at first he does the thing where he's like, in the month leading up to my wedding, all I could think about is you. I think I saw you on the street. And she's like, I live two streets over. And he's like, oh, how about that? But he he has that thing where he says... um, what is he like if someone is going to touch him, he's he's afraid he's going to dissolve into molecules, yeah. right? Like he's so like pent up and angry and horny, yeah. he just can't handle yeah. it. And and that line is supposed to make her want to touch him. Like I guess I feel like the movie was trying to give that vibe. Like, oh, he he's so lacking the emotional touch. I want to be that for him. But it's like no, he's still married. I mean, he's got a wife. You know, till death do us part. I I know a lot of people don't um, have those views on marriage i know especially these days and not so much back then especially these days people are a lot more cynical on marriage and it's a lot more oh it's just a piece of paper and you know blah 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 blah. but i mean to me personally like marriage is marriage you know it doesn't like, describe you know, my marriage at all yeah no it's, that's until death do us part man it's, okay i was about to say that. no no mine's a piece of paper i was like oh well okay, yeah, <laughs> no 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 it's that. yeah it's it's complete yeah this is yeah. i i can't just leave just because i i'm not getting late enough like yeah, <laughs> that's not gonna happen yeah and, and it wasn't even just the being late he's trying to make it seem as if you know it's just we're not right for each other it's like does, yeah. does she feel like that you know it's like you know i just I um I, I pine away and I just think about, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I feel like we used to love each other. But right now it's like, how does she feel about this? Does, does she know you're having these thoughts in Paris? Like, mm-hmm. how did she feel about you writing that book and then going to, like, does she know that that was a real, like, it's like we, we just see him leaving this side of him. It just felt really gross to me in hindsight, you know. Um, you know what, I'm going to. I'm gonna do it. Um, let's 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 you know we can get into other parts of this movie right now, but here we go. Um, the the last two minutes of this movie, not even two minutes, um, from when they went up the stairs, and which I do want to um, give a little call back. It was very beautiful. Um, the first movie, they were in the um, the record store. And they were playing the kind of romantic little song. They were kind of giving each other the, you know, the cutesy. I'm going to look at you, but I'm not going to look at you. But I'm going to look at you. We're not going to look at each other. (laughs) You know, I do want to give a callback because when they were coming up the stairs, it was that same exact vibe where nobody wanted to say anything because they both knew kind of what was going on right now. And nobody wanted to acknowledge it. So they kind of just looked at each other and looked at the cat. And, you know, we're just going to have a silent walk upstairs to my bedroom because we both know what the vibe is right now. So, but after that, she um, sings this song and, you know, and I felt honestly, you know, I'm I'm just talking about these 10 minutes because it felt a little incongruous with the rest of the movie, how it is very romantic, lovey, I'm singing about you type song that she didn't really, she spent the last hour saying how non-romantic she is now. And, you know, just that song just felt very differently. But so one single look, night with you, little Jesse, yeah. is worth a thousand with anybody. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, where was that? Where was that romanticism the last hour? But yeah, so um, so walking up the stairs, he's got that, you know, um, it's kind of a playful, you know, I'm, I'm going back to your place and maybe I'm just trying to sleep with you, kind of look in his eyes. But once she starts playing that song, I mean, it's, it's honestly kind of the most powerful look in any movie I've ever seen, just the way he... He looks at her. It's just like, um, it's it's 
like the this is what I'm talking about when leaving that impression on me because the look he gave her I know he's an actor in a movie but it completely took me out of it I think I'm watching a human look at another human with absolute adoration in their eyes just the way he looked at her in that moment was it was powerful it's like I'm this is the woman I've been pining for for 10 years I spent an amazing night with you and I haven't been able to get you out of my mind. I've dated other women. I got married, but I'm here. I'm, I'm really with this woman now. And she's singing a love song to me. It's just the, the look in his eyes was absolute magic. But um, she, you know, um, uh, starts playing a little tune on the radio. She does a little jig and she looks at him and she goes, you know, baby, you're going to, you're going to, it looks like you're going to miss that train. <laughs> he goes, I know. And, or I just, <clears throat> I know. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm trying to do it justice. It's. It's a perfect. It's a perfect line reading. There's no way you could say that better. Yes, you know. It's. So for him, it's. Here's here's the wrong lesson, I took from that moment, and I I say wrong in hindsight. I say wrong as a 33 year old. I say wrong as somebody who watched the first half of this movie, recently as an adult. But like I said, the first time I saw it. I took away from that I know as I don't I don't it, it defined my idea of what romantic love is. And I say that with all seriousness. Like I to this day, like people define love certain ways. You know, you can some people are think about it romantically, dictionary. If you were to distill my idea of what love is, it's that two seconds of him saying, I know. It's like word to God right now. And it's um it's it's him saying that I know I have a wife. I know I have a son. I know I live in America. I know, you know I know that there are hills to climb. I know there I know all of that, but I also know that I'm not getting on the train, you know. <laughs> It's like it's 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 not even saying that I know this relationship is gonna be perfect. It's not saying that ten minutes from now we won't go our separate ways forever. It's not saying that whatever happens here, you know, I, I wanna get it's just I've waited to be with you for ten years. I've dreamed about this moment and here you are, regardless of what happens after this. I know I'm missing that train. And it's it, it's just, I feel like I'm not even doing it justice right now, conveying what's in my heart or whatever. It's just, it's so, it's so powerful. It's, it's him saying that I, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I know my essence needs to be here with you right now. And that, and that was just so powerful to me as a, you know, however old I was when I watched it. And it's just, like I said, I was a hopeless romantic at the time. I was uh, going back and forth with a girl and it's like, and the relationship it wasn't great. We kept breaking up for a reason, for a reason, you know, we were definitely not meant to be together, but it's just, it's when you're watching a movie like that, at that impressive age, all the stuff leading up to that didn't matter. You know, him saying, I know meant whatever happens, you're, you are where I want to be. And, you know, 
what, what, what bridges make it burnt, what, what lies, it, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, it's, and that, to me, that's that true belief in, in love, capital L love. And I, again, as a 33 year old, it's a shitty, you know, thing to feel, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like I said, it's, I hate myself for loving it and I love myself for loving it because <laughs> it just, it's so powerful of a thought, but it's like, whatever happens, this is what I'm doing because you, you are my soulmate. You are, my, you know, there are, yeah. there are people in, you know, wrong relationships. And if you meet that person that you just know, it's like, I'm, I may have thought back then you were whatever and, you know, I, we fell apart and maybe I, I convinced myself that love wasn't for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be with somebody for practicality reasons and blah, 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 blah. But you just looking at her, look at his eyes. It's like, it doesn't, I, I know, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. It's I'm, I'm, I'm losing my words. Just like, I, I know, it's like there. It's like I, having faith in God. It's it's there's thinking. There's some people are religious because they feel they should be because they grew up in a religious household. There's some people that can't quote the Bible for anything. But it's like you. I know that there is a God, and it's just the, just the the firm, rock solid knowledge of I know that I am not making that train because I need you are who I need to be. I don't know. It's just. Oh, like I said, I can't, I can't go on long enough because those two words were, like I said, I cannot, I cannot overstate how powerful those two words f- were for me. And so that's why this movie meant so much to me. And that's why looking back, I mean, rewatching it, it's just like, you don't, you don't deserve to say those two words. <laughs> you know? It's like, how dare you be married to somebody else have a kid across the world like you but at the same time it's like but he knows <laughs> you know so again that's why i'm that's why i'm having the existential crisis i was having that's why i'm so emotionally confused it's just do you see it's, inside it's, jesse like guile do you, do you think do you think that he's lying to get here but and he's, he's like saying all this stuff because he needs to build up to this thing where he tells her he knows, but she has to accept these certain things first. You know, I think up to that point, I feel like he, he felt the way he felt about her, but he knew he was married and he was just trying to talk himself into some hands. You know, it's like, let me, uh, this isn't going to work. You live in Paris. I'm married. I have a kid. But I've been dreaming about you for so long that I got to say what I got to say so we can have this magical night. But I think as soon as she started singing, it stopped being that and started being, okay, well, I'm going to destroy my life for this woman. <laughs> and I, as I don't know, like I, said, I don't, that's what I feel right now as a 33 year old rewatching this. When I watched it the first time, that's not what I felt. When I watched it the first time, he's with the wrong woman. He's finally with the girl oh, he should be with, yeah. blah, blah, blah. That's what the movie right wants now, you to kind of think if, at first blush, yeah. right? Yeah, watching it as an adult, I feel like I, I I don't feel it was everything he said was genuine. I feel like it was a grown man, grown married man wanting to relive that, what he lived nine years ago and maybe, you know, I, I might just cheat on my wife because this is the woman. If I'm ever going to cheat on my wife with anybody, 
what I want to think about for the next 20 years is that time I re-met that girl that I met when I was a kid. And I feel like part of, you know, again, this is maybe this is me being cynical. Part of his, in my, in my, my opinion, part of him was thinking that. But as soon as she started singing, it stopped being that and started being, wait, can I really... I wanted to have a piece of her because I've been dreaming about her so long, but am I really willing to do what it needs, what what needs doing to actually be with this woman? Am I really, am I really willing to burn it all down to be with this woman that I've known a total of two days in my life? And I feel like by, by the time she said, you're going to miss that train, the answer was yes. You know, I, maybe, I, I don't want to. I don't want to let Celine yeah. off the hook here too much, yeah. right? Uh, I, I think they're both liars. Oh, yeah. um, they both lie, and then. They, but the thing is, though, is they both tell the truth. They they both lie about something and then come back and tell the truth about it, and then admit that they knew that they lied, um, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like like Jesse you know, initially is like, "No, I didn't go to Vienna." Did you? And then she's like, no. Yeah. And then she explained. And then she's like, what the fuck was your excuse? And he's like, he's yeah. like oh, okay, I actually did go. Yeah. In, my, you know? in my head, that was like half an hour. And I mean, that was like an hour into the movie. In my in my yeah. memories, like at the very beginning, he said, no, I didn't go. And right. then an hour later, we found out he did. But now it's like 30 seconds later. <laughs> you know? But then Celine, Celine is also lying about stuff, right? Because that's what yeah. I was referring to. This big deal that happened at the end of the movie of Before Sunrise is, is that they, they had sex. Yeah. Um, and she pretends that she doesn't remember that for like quite a yes. bit. And it's like really bugging him. <laughs> and on the, I remember that part from this movie. And on my rewatch last week, I noticed that she had on an undershirt the whole time they're walking, you know, throughout the night. And then it cuts away before you actually see if they have sex. And then the mm-hmm. next morning, she doesn't have it on an undershirt. So I know at some point during the night, that shirt came off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe they're just some heavy bedding, you know. So in, in my head, I was like, well, maybe they really didn't have sex. And then I rewatched it. I was like, okay, so they did. So yeah. it was just, But it, it definitely, I rewatched this before, before sunrise. And when, mm-hmm. when she's like, no, we didn't have sex. I was like, wait, did they? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, yeah. But so she goes back on that. And then, you know, Jesse, when he keeps asking, like, why, why did, you know why I wanted to write the book. And the first time he's like, I just really wanted to like remember that night and have it all written down in case I've forgotten. The second time mm-hmm. he says, uh, so that you might come to a reading in Paris and I could walk up to you and ask, where the fuck were you? Yeah, um, that's-, that's like his second thing, but they keep going back and forth. And so I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, as much as I, I think that what Jesse's doing is bad. I think that Celine is, is more than enough complicit in this. Yeah. I would say, yeah. I mean, they're at the end. She's, I feel like before that song again, again, I feel like I've done a lot of criticizing of them up to that point, but still in my head for whatever reason, I feel like they both believed it at the end, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, And then with, it was very, it was very important that he said at the beginning that he went and she didn't, I feel like there could have been a whole movie of that. And maybe he did write a movie of that, but, he felt it was better to continue it at this point. But again, as somebody who had their feelings <laughs> broken at a young age, I, I feel like you can't overstate how big of an impact that had on his life. He fell in love with this girl in one night, broke, no money. You know, he just had his heart broke by his girlfriend or whatever, flies back to America. Uh, a, a plane ticket from Paris, I mean, from Texas to Paris is super expensive. So, in that six months between when he went home and when he came back, he had to be hustling, busting his button. Like I say, he still had to borrow money from his dad to get there. He He's still a young, hopeless romantic waiting for that girl he met in Paris, and she doesn't show. 
And he walks around posting his number, and it's like they kind of brush over it in the movie. But that that's a very not, super I mean, sad. It, yeah, it's, that's like it's a super, huge bummer. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's super and not uh, impressive, not in the you know uh, good impressive, but it, like yeah. literally impressive. It's impressing on his psyche, and it's got to affect him for years to come. So it's just you know. And it's very much in his character, the way he describes it, right? He said it pretty much sucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's very much downplaying it, sir. Yeah. And, and she, and, and, and that experience, like I said, it's only been nine years. I mean, I, I say only in the scope of, you know, life, nine years isn't the most huge amount of time. But it, it, it really affected both of their lives because she said it made her stop believing in love. And that every relationship she's been in, she kind of holds a piece of herself back and she doesn't, you know, she expects it to end or, you know, what she was saying. And then he had his heart broken. So he kind of gave up on that romantic love. So that, you know, one day very much affected the next nine years of their lives leading up to this moment. So again, you know, still shitty cheating on his wife, but I feel like, you know, there's a, a piece of him that said, well, well he, he says, I have like, he, just in, in connecting this with your other point, right? He says, I have this idea of my best self and I wanted to pursue that even if it might have been overriding my honest self, right? Yes. He's, got, he's yeah. got these like competing things happening with him. It's like what you're saying with the I know and then this love and then the, the years all passing, he, he's become somebody and now he's like, I don't like that person anymore. I want to go back. <laughs> his his best self is somebody married with a kid and white picket fence, blah, 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 blah. But his honest self came back to Paris and found that woman from nine years ago and he's throwing that grenade like you know whatever happens happens you know so yeah all right um we've i don't know i've i've got my catharsis (laughs) from what i wanted to say about this moment but yeah um before we get into um actually you know a a thing i did want to mention are are there any quotes from this movie anything that really because i feel like there were so many quotables from that first movie again with with the it brings me back to the writing i feel like the writing wasn't as up to par as the first one was but do you have any quotes from this movie that really stuck with you and anything you yeah Really I've, been, I've been trying to, to sprinkle them in and and to, to actually to your point about uh, what you were saying about not what is well written the first one feels more like a movie than this feels like mm-hmm. um and i and i don't say that in a qualitative way i just mean the first one feels like a film and this one feels much more like a like an experience um yeah. it feels very natural um so i don't think that you would want really well written lines like it's better if, if there's just moments where people have to come up with an example off the, like the seat of their, of their pants and it's not a great example. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know, but I'm not saying it right. You know? And then they, then they go on yeah. like that. Um, there's uh, i I've used a couple. One was, uh, you know, that, that best self line, I think is a really good line. Um, yeah. There's some really good interactions. Like the, when Celine asks, so what's it like to be married? You haven't talked much about that. And Jesse says, I haven't. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but there's like, there's not really one line. It's, it's back and forth thing. You know, there's yeah. Celine's line. Uh, there are so many things I want to do, but I end up not doing much. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Um, the concept is absurd. The idea that we can only be complete with another person is evil. Right. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I need you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so- and then of course, memory is a wonderful thing. If you don't have to deal with the past. Yeah. Oh, that's, that should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually had two. I'm glad you didn't steal any of mine. But um, mm. uh, one that kind of 
it, it was beautiful to me um, when he was telling that story about the uh, the gunman who couldn't bear to blow up the, uh, the Eiffel Tower and all these other oh, yeah. famous landmarks. And she goes, is that true? And he says, I don't know. I like the story, though. It's like, because that, that really spoke to how he's become the romantic. You know, again, yeah. in that first movie, he was much more cynical. He was much more, um, oh, to mirror... Um, uh, another mirroring part when he um, when they when they met the poet in the first movie and he wrote that poem kind of off his head with the milkshake line and he go when they walk away he goes well, he probably just you know has a story put the word just, in yeah, just puts the <laughs> word in and then mirroring that in this movie when she sings that beautiful song to him he kind of jokes and says Do you you just say every guy's name you just insert Jesse or whatever into into the same song every time you sing it for another guy so I just like that that mirroring aspect but yeah um, yeah. And then my last quote, um, he says, I remember that night better than I remember entire years. And that stuck with me as well, because, I mean, I've, I've had situations like that. I've had moments where I can remember it with crystal clear clarity. And there are months and weeks and they just kind of blend with each other. And, you know, but there, there are moments that just, you know, you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily realize you're you're experiencing a moment when you're living through it, but looking back on it, you, it's just, that was a defining moment in my life. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And there are, you know, some weeks, months, years where you're just going to work, plugging in, doing the same thing day in, day out, and just, it's gone. So yeah, it, it really stuck with me as well. Just kind of defining, it really just cements how, again, like I, said, I, I know I'm contradicting myself when I say it, but it really just cements how, uh, how romantic he is and how, he he you could he is the type of person that could potentially set his life on fire for that one true love or whatever and i felt like the first movie was more um poetic with the writing more aaron sorkin more perfect you know dialogue to make that movie perfect and i do complain that this movie did feel rougher and i felt it was inorganic because a lot of the lines were he was specifically crafting lines to show that he is in an unhappy marriage or whatnot, but it's and we, and we disagree about that. Yeah. We disagree yeah. about that. I don't, I don't so, think he's necessarily crafting them. I, yeah. I feel like he's being stupidly sincere, which is, I, which I, is funny. Yeah, I, <laughs> I felt like he was every, every setup was to knock down the fact that he was unhappy. Just so you, just so you know, if I throw myself at you, it's cool. Cause I'm not happy. Just so you know, <laughs> you know, so, but yeah, again, you know, it's, it's not as, um, movie romantic. It's not as beautiful on the paper, but you know, as, as you are an example of that kind of stuff happens in real life. And it's mm-hmm. not necessarily <laughs> the most poetic, beautiful thing. And, it does leave a trail of fire behind you, but it, it happens, you know? So, yeah. So before we wrap up here, any final thoughts on before sunset? Uh, yeah, I, I have a final line. It's when Celine says men go out with me, we break up and then they get married and later they call me to thank me for teaching them what love is that I taught them to care and respect women. Jesse says, I think I'm one of those guys. And Celine says, I want to kill them. Why didn't they ask me to marry them? I would have said no, but at least they could have asked. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, just the final thoughts that I have about this movie. Are just, hold on, I just wanted, that's that's the um, proto, prototype for Catherine Heigl in 27 Dresses. Just wanted to throw that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, like three years earlier. Um, uh, 
this movie is will always be important to me, not only for nostalgic reasons and looking back in my own life, but also it, it it captures a very specific way I feel about about romantic relationships and about friendships, even. And uh, I, I find it a a a beautiful well of creativity and and honesty and originality um, that I I want to keep going back to. And I, when when I when we started doing this podcast, I was very, very excited to be on this episode. I, I wanted this one really badly. Mostly because I actually wanted to interact with you as you felt so passionate about Lee as well. Um, but as the days grew shorter to when we were doing this, uh, I found that I just kind of had less and less to say, which was really surprising because I've spent so many years of my life talking about this movie in particular. And I, I hope, my hope is that when a listener listens to this episode, that that I expressed something that touched somebody. Because uh, this movie is really important to me, and I'm not sure if I've made that clear enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of my final thought. Is uh, this is one of the most important movies of my life, and I didn't know how to talk about it. And I just hope that someone out there enjoyed it. Yeah, I, this was an absolute mess for me. I kind of blabbed and garbled myself through most of it because I didn't know how to say. And again, that you know, oh, and sorry, um, I was thinking about Good Luck Chuck, not uh, Twenty Seven Dresses. The, oh, uh, yeah, it was because literally um, the the premise of the movie is that every guy she dates after they date, yes. he finds love in his life. So. I don't know why I said 27 dresses, but... Well, because she's 27 times a bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just to clarify, I don't want the angry emails that nobody's going to send, but yeah. Um, <laughs> you didn't recognize Dane Cook enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, same, you know, um, I don't I don't have any last thoughts. I just, I, I want to have a philosophical moment for a second just to appreciate what movies can do and what movies are because like I said, I was very much looking forward to this conversation because like I said, I, I'm right hand to the Bible that, that those last two words. I know it just, to this day, it's imprinted on what love is to me, you know, and a movie did that, you know? So, and like I said, the, and not only that, but these three movies together just teach me so many things about, life and love and you know marriage especially the third one it's like there, there's just i appreciate movies for being this that's why i have this podcast so i can have these kind of conversations you know sometimes it is just hey let's talk about a movie that came out this week so i can talk about it and sometimes it's it's me going on for 15 minutes about two words that meant so much to me so yeah movies can do that i'm very i'm very appreciative to be able to have this conversation and thank you to the the trio for uh, not your father's movies for indulging me on this. But yes, this is this uh, is exactly what what we wanted to do this though for is is that these movies that touch people that touch us that change us. I I don't know how they can't be dad movies. They made these dads like mm-hmm. without without before sunset. I would not be the dad I am today for better or worse, and what? might not actually exist. <laughs> uh, so it, it's it's. That's why we did this podcast anyway. And for for my movie fix and for Not Your Father's movies to collide in this way, this com- beautiful like cohesion, uh, it just makes so much sense to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and what a beautiful setup for the transition to the big question of the day. Is this or is this not a dad movie? Vito, is this a dad yeah. movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Flat, flat answer. Yes. Yes, because it's this dad's movie. Because it's so important to me that when a movie 
gets me on a really fundamental level, I have to ask the question, do I want my kids to see this from my hand or not? And sometimes I've answered not because I felt like it was giving away too much of myself. Like I will never show my kids as, as important as that movie is to me, the master from Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. never going to do it, never going to do it. But that's my movie. That's for me. This is the movie though, that I can show them these three as they get older and increase in understanding that I can show them some very important parts of myself and my history and where I came from when I was watching these, how, how me and their mother felt uh, watching this fight, this ongoing conversation on the screen and how much it paralleled our own lives. This, this, it was such a big deal when Before Midnight came out. You know, it shook the world, at least in my in my little community. Yeah. That's all anyone was talking about. Everyone was like coming back and like crying. And when Before Sunset, when I showed that to my wife, the long conversations that we had about where we both had come from and, and what this meant, um, it's foundational. I can't talk about it enough. For this dad, it's a dad movie. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know what, what the other guys are going to say about their movies, but, you know, I, they Good do much. them. I'm going to keep it a secret what the other two said. You have to find <laughs> out and listen to the episode. Um, for me, uh, I'm saying the same thing I said last week, and it's, it's absolutely yes. And again, it, it's it's actually interesting because it's yes for different reasons. Well, similar but different reasons because my definition of what a dad movie is is different than theirs. Again, my definition of a dad movie is the movie you come downstairs you walk into the living room and your dad's asleep on the couch watching this type of movie. And But be, be I, honest, sir. Would you be sleeping during this movie? <laughs> I mean, the, theoretically, yes, but no. <laughs> Especially <laughs> not now, you know? So, I mean, yeah. Um, it, it's But I would show this to my... It, this is a dad movie because I want... It, it's It's important to who I am as a person. I put it like that. Yeah. And it's something I want to show to my kids to impact them. Maybe not the way it impacted me, but to have an impact on their lives. And I want them to see the uh, vigor or passion in which I showed them this movie. So they'll know that this is a part of me. And I don't know. It reminds me of the question you asked actually on your podcast on the anniversary episode. What movie do you want your kids to um uh, associate with you and i feel like this this is on that level um you know i, I really again uh, fifth element is my you know oh that's that's dad's movie you know he loved that movie but when i think of the 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 serious type of big you know life with a capital l sometimes shit gets real sometimes it's you know i want them to think of these movies in a dad wanted us to watch these type of way you know and yeah, so that's why it's a dad movie to me. Not necessarily just because I want them to see it or blah, blah, blah. I just, I want them to know that this movie is a part of me. This movie specifically. Like I said, all three in general, I do want them to experience the um, the, the the pattern, the um, path of these three movies together so they can kind of understand life in a big picture way. But specifically this movie because of what it meant to me. So yes, very much, this is a dad movie. All right. Before we get to our send-off, you can find uh, My Movie Fix podcast wherever podcasts are found. You can find My Movie... Um, you can email me at mymoviefixpodcast at gmail.com. If you had similar thoughts, feelings, vibes, I want to know. You know, like I said, this is a personal episode to me. So if you have personal, you know, thoughts with this type of movie, 
I, you know, I just, like I said, it meant a lot for me to share this and have this episode. So if you have similar type vibes, write in, let me know. You know, I, I love to read that kind of stuff. Um, you can find my movie fix on YouTube. You can follow um, me on Instagram at my movie fix pod. Uh, Vito, where can the people find you and not your father's movies? Uh, they can find uh, Not Your Father's Movies and on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, search Not Your Father's Movies. Uh, we are have our own website, NYFM, nyfmovies.com. Email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. Um, yeah, interact with us really anywhere that you find us. Uh, we, we'd like to keep monitored. Uh, we love getting emails from people, requests, stories. Um, just to echo what Sir said, uh, this is very personal for me too. And um, I'd love to hear, I'd love to hear who's been affected by this Uh you know, or or if our episode affected you in some way, did we inspire you to think about something in a new fashion? Uh, please tell us. I, I I would love to hear more about what it meant, <laughs> what it meant to all of you. Uh, but yeah, that's that's us here. Um, mm-hmm. I got nothing else. All right, so here we end every episode. Uh, every episode, like um, the same way, we like to give you something to keep with you. I like to recommend something completely non-movie related, something that brought us a little joy during the week. I actually completely ripped it off from the DLC podcast, the parting gift, but I really like the idea. So I'm um, sharing that as well. Just something we can share with you that you can enjoy in, in your weeks that may bring you a little joy as well. All right. So Vito, what do you have for the folks? Uh, well, I, I got this little thing here. Um, it's pretty fun because you did this to me the last time I was on your show. It was pretty fun when you did it. You're like, Vito, what do you have to recommend to the folks? And I was like, oh, this this dog, this biography of Steve Jobs, it's really good. And you're like, yeah, well, I had a daughter. So, <laughs> sir, I had a daughter, all right? <laughs> I have a brand new three-week-old daughter, and she is amazing and incredible. And uh, she poops a lot. This is mm. the major sticking point in our relationship. But I apart from that, that yeah. just a 1,000% recommend. Love her very much. And she's brought me a lot of joy and has has made me remember what it's like having a young baby in the house. It's it's been a long time, and uh, I I do love it again now that I'm back in the groove. But my my little daughter is is the best thing I got going for me right now. Indeed. So have fun recommending whatever it is you're going to recommend. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I was actually so I, I was split between two. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say what it was, but then I'm gonna say my real one because you made me feel all emotional. But yeah, so. <laughs> One, um, my Instagram bio says, this is water. Um, a lot of people have, you know, said something to me thinking I was talking about the David Foster Wallace speech, which is great. I actually rewatched that and it's like, yeah, it's very pot. It's really good. You know, yeah, very memorable commencement speeches. Um, I'm not a huge David Foster Wallace guy. I know he's, he's important uh, in, in literature, but I, I, I've never read Infinite Jest because it's just, you know, not for me. But um I say that because it uh, actually is from the movie um, Soul, the um, Jamie Foxx, yeah, Jamie Foxx movie, Disney, uh, is it Disney Pixar, whatever just came out, um, I believe 2020, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's actually from um, from Soul, and I um, uh, in the movie, basically he spends the whole movie trying to be a jazz musician because he's wanted to be a jazz He's wanted to be a, a jazz musician all his life, and he finally does it. At the end of the movie, he plays with the band, and he he feels the magic in his hands, and he just he gives an amazing performance. And after the show, he comes outside, and like the main singer lady next to him uh, is next to him, and he goes, "I just 
I thought I'd feel different. You know, I thought I'd feel more because I finally got what I've been chasing. And she tells a story about how there's a young fish swimming and he's, he goes up to an older fish, very similar to the David Foster Wallace sword, but a little different. He goes, um, uh, I'm, I'm looking for the ocean. You know, I just, I heard so much about the ocean. I really want to go see the ocean. I, it's, it's my dream to see the ocean. And then the old man says, you're in the ocean. He goes, this is water. <laughs> and so, and then, then she goes, and then that was the end of the story. And it's just, it, it, it meant that that little, you know, the movie was okay, but that kind of stuck with me. It's just like, you know, don't lose the forest for the trees. You know, this is, it's a, you're, you're living the life, you know, like I was speaking about earlier there, you may not know you're living the moment while you're living it, but this is, you know, these are the moments, this is your life, you know, so don't, don't miss the forest for the trees. I wanted, I know I said I wasn't going to say that even while explaining what I wasn't going to say, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my, my, the one I am going to choose this week, you know, I guess I have to put both now that I said both, but. Um, Cheater. Yep, a little bit. Um, so just I, I, I was sentimental about it, but I didn't, you know, I, I, I try to make the parting gift something that other people can share with as well. But <clears throat> so you got the David Foster Wallace speech. Go ahead and enjoy that. You got the This Is Water. So I'm giving this for me. Um, my son's just been, he's been growing up and it's just, it's making me feel a way, you know, and it's just seeing him become a little person. He's two and a half now and it's just, I don't know. I saw a picture of him the other day wearing my shoes and he just had this big smile on his face and I'm at work and it just, I don't know, it, it messed with me a bit. And uh, I actually went to go pick him up. He, my mom uh, babysat him for a day. We went over there and I was uh, in a different room and uh, he brought me his, he's got like a little play phone over there where he can watch YouTube and stuff. He brought it to me and he asked me to open it, but it was my mom's phone. I didn't have the password. So I go at, he calls her noodles. So I go, say uh, ask Nunu for the password and it's just <laughs> I don't know how to explain why why it stuck with me so much but he just he looked at it he goes okay ask Nunu for the password ask Nunu for the password he started walking away and the whole way he's going to my mom I hear him saying ask Nunu for the password ask, oh my, I, I, I don't know why am I like I'm like I'm over here about to cry oh my goodness I don't know it just him I don't know it's just the the, the mental level you have to be at to, to it just, it's just, it's just the next, it's a progression, you know, you're no longer just like a baby, you know, it's like now you're having complex thoughts. Now you're, I have to repeat this to myself because I need to remember this. Ask me for the password. Ask me, and the whole time he's walking away, it just, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it messed with me. It stuck with me. It's like, he's, he's getting older, you know, it just, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to uh, translate that into a parting gift for you guys, but you know, enjoy the enjoy. Yeah, yeah. go ask yeah. your Nunu for the password. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we came with the I had a daughter, so I was like, okay, I can't, I can't say this is water. I know, have so. kids too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it's a lovely story. Yeah, it was just I don't know. It was I don't know how to translate that, but it, it was beautiful, and I'm, and that's my moment I want to share with you guys. So. That's the end of the episode. You've been listening for an hour and a half of us talking about this movie, so I meant a whole lot. So um, if a you lot stuck more with than us, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you if you stuck with us all this way, I very much appreciate it. And that is it. Again, I am Sir, and you are. And this has been the My Movie Fix slash Natural Pilots Movies episode.